What's going on, y'all? This we all quick tuners on Fowley the podcast. I got a couple of things I want to say to y'all. Um, been doing a lot of work lately. Haven't got into my listens. I have to stay in more contact. So sometimes I'll be on the. I'll be knowing so much news on the go. I have to give y'all that. First, can we congratulate Philly, Villanova, Sixers, the Eagles? I mean, we got to congratulate that. Um. First off, let's go to Javon, Quinterly, and Gillespie. This is where we're going to start. This is Villanova Radio, but I'm starting to break in lots of news during because there's so much news. So, Villanova Radio, this is it. We're going to start talking about some Eagles, a little bit of Flies, just a little bit. Um, Phillies. We're just going to get into some stuff. There's so much news to go through. So, we start off first. This is the Javon, Quinterly, Colin Gillespie thing. So, we're going to start it off with that. Gillespie had a head injury. You know, tough guy. He takes a lot. One of the best uh, assassins in the nation to me. It'll just be so much better next year as they go on. When Villanova players play each year, they get better. Just look how good he is. Quinley had 10 points, four assists, one, two rebounds, one turnover. Everybody talk about his shooting percentage. It's been six games this year where Colin Gillespie has shot 37% or lower. I mean, he's had bad games before. But... He all, on them games, he shot like that. Kyle Gillespie had plus ratings on a lot of them games. You know, only one of them games where he had double-figure points, which was 15 points in a loss to Kansas, where he shot, you know, in the 30% range. This time, you're looking at Javon Quinley shooting like that, but he had a plus 16 rating, and they won. So, I'm just, it's a lot of bashing because Gillespie's there. It's, it's a, he's a great fan base. And you, and you have the right to go. He's such a great player. You want him to get that, but... You know, guys who um have get their credit need to get their credit. If you cheer for Gillespie, you gotta cheer for Quinley. This man's a five star, he earned that. Okay, Gillespie got it over him. Wasn't no uh bonehead decision that oh why are you choose Gillespie? Gillespie earned that. Gillespie Gillespie came in last year and exceeded expectations. And I also want to say this the last two recruiting classes have both um turned out to become contributors right away, impact. You look at Brandon Slater, he had a, a really efficient game this year, one of the games I forgot, but if you look back, he he, he had like four points, two rebounds, he hit both his shots. That's when somebody you when you have both your shots go in and you come in and, and you know you rebound, you play good defense, Slater's gonna be a great contributor next year. And people are forgetting about this guy. And I'm so glad because when he comes in, it's gonna be something crazy. Now, the, the last year's class, uh 2017, 2018 class, this year's class, both contributed. 2017 class. Listen, you talk about the even sense of all you want. Gillespie and Dada were big reasons why Villanova won that championship. You look at where they came from, the story's even bigger because they were champions. They played in playoff games. They were clutch players way before they were ready for this moment. Just give them the opportunity and they do it. Okay? Gillespie came in for a two-time champion in Phil Booth. And, and, and boom, you ain't even miss him. Then Dada has came in plenty of times to spell Spellman. And did good, including the tournament, big games where, you know, Spellman got in foul trouble. He comes in there and act like, oh, man, he's effective, too. So 
Let's be real about these classes. And this year, Cole Swatter has contributed many times. Um, um, Sadiq Bay, big surprise. The last guy to commit from this class. And then you got, you know, like Slater's going, he's going to get his turn. He's fall back. Somebody's going to have to fall back. Um, and now Quinterly. Quinterly had a nine-point game, three assists before. He's he's done that, you know, and that wasn't even as many minutes as he got now, which is 25. He clearly... He's faster, he's quicker than Gillespie, and he makes people have to run around and chase him more. Gillespie's physical, got that move for you. One, two, one, two, three. So many different moves to where he gets around on the floor, too. He can get around. He's enough, he, the Quinley and Gillespie, if you look at all the players, besides Booth, I don't think Pascal's the guy I'm going to put in there right now, and I'm going to tell you why. Quinley, Booth, and Gillespie are the three guys that can get to the hole anytime they want. Or they can get in so many places on the court, it makes you chase both of them. Quinley's a better dribbler, and he's faster. He just don't got the experience that Gillespie got from his first year being a champion. I told people he's a championship guard. It's a different monster now. Uh, He's a championship guard in college, not just from high school. He brought that championship pedigree from high school. Now he's a championship guard in college, so now he's even a bigger monster. Phil Booth is a two-time champion. Look what he's doing this year. You dig what I'm saying? It's all proven. It's all coming out. Now, when you look at Quinterly, he doesn't have all that. There's clearly an advantage with them two guards. Villanova's a big pedigree. It's things he didn't learn, things he had to catch on. But the automatic talent is there. He just don't want him to come out there and just throw his talent out there. He want him to learn. Wright wants you to learn the game, learn basketball, fundamentals, certain things. He wasn't as good as a defensive player as he is now. He clearly looks way better defensively. Quinterly. He wasn't. He'll play hard, but he didn't learn that defensive pedigree. You get it to right, right's going to get it down. He's going to get to the point where you're effective to make the team defense be effective. You know what I mean? If you're just not a lockdown number one defender, you're going to be playing a good to where you can play good team defense and not be a liability on defense. He's made him clearly better at that point. He's He he wants to be a hustler. He's from Jersey. So Quinley's going to scramble on the floor. He's going to get his. But instead of forcing your shots and not playing smart, he's not just forcing shots. He's playing smart. And if you give him Brunson's brain and give him that guard you pedigree, Quinley is going to be the best point guard Villanova's ever had. Clearly, when he came out of high school, I said he's probably the best dribbler in the whole nation. He will dribble you out your socks. He can get anywhere on the floor better than anybody on their team. But you'll make bad shots. You'll think too fast. you make bad decisions. And Wright's not going to send him out there like that. But I think the biggest thing was the defensive part and learning the offense and the flow. Offense and the flow, defense. I think scoring, he can do whatever. But he wanted him to learn Villanova basketball. And that game against UConn was big. And this is a... Listen, it's a Big East opponent. Don't get no bigger than that. All right, so they have a three-guard rotation. What I don't know is when's Wright going to unleash. Now that uh, Gillespie's back, is Wright going to let Quinterly get at least uh, 14 minutes a game and give him a chance to run and, and, and be a part of the offense, not just be out there? You know, give him some plays, tell him to give some, give him some green lights, you know, yeah, you know I mean, give him some chance to at least four points, four assists, come in uh, eight points, nine points. Because if you look at Villanova right now, you got Booth and you're going to have Gillespie, right? But then you can shift Gillespie down, put Quinley in there. Or you can shift Gillespie. This is what I want to see more of. This is what I've been waiting to get to. Gillespie Quinley. Booth is going to get more minutes than anybody. He's the green light guy. 
But we still need to see that bench needs to consist of Cremo Quinley get most of the time. You know what I mean? As far as in between, those two guys should be the first two guys. I mean, you got Swider, you got, you know, Samuels for another year, who's another guy who needs to get time. Now, we don't go talk about that. Let's just talk about this is how deep their Villanova team is going. This is why they're going to be good next year. Um, Villanova, you put in um, Quinterly, you put in Gillespie. When you sit Booth down, all right, you can obviously get that going. When you got Quinley and Gillespie, you got two guys who are going to come in there. I mean, they go in with, see, Booth, he'll drive, but he's a little bit more smarter. And he's always been a smart guy that can cut in between the defense. He just has that. That's what made him the 20-point guy in the national championship game. He just knows how to get in between people. But see, Quinley and Gillespie are going to force you to, to guard them ways you didn't think you could because they're going to gonna drive so hard. You're gonna, you ain't gonna think they're gonna make that move. They're gonna go through you. They'll go around you. They'll dribble you out of your socks. Move and make a couple of dribbles and then pass it. A couple of dribbles, pass it. Make his move. Uh, stop back. Shoot. Real smart. Classic Villanova player knows all the ways. Villanova has definitely taught him how to be a player. You can see it all in him. He is that guy. He's uh, the leading scorer on the team. Boom. All right. And I think he's only going to get better and better. I think you have not seen the best of Phil Booth this year. And and Pascal, too. I think they needed to learn how to be the one, too. You see it kind of coming back as those two are becoming the guys. And they're learning. And then the defense is clicking. That three-point loss to Kansas is more impressive than people think. All right? Gillespie showed on the bright lights what he about. A lot of these guys, I mean, it was so close. They really almost pulled that off. Listen. Villanova has had a loss to impressive teams. I mean, Michigan, at the blowing them out, went up near the top five. Okay, we get beat by a team. You get beat by a team. Nobody thinks, and this team is just still doing good this year. That one team that was, you know, people lost their mind. I know I was like, oh, my God, what the? But at the same time, before the game, I can't really be too naive. I really did think that Nova could have a chance to lose against anybody because they're not fine-tuned. But this team is getting better and better. Cremo, getting better and better. He is starting to learn. They're learning how to use him. He's a scorer. He can get it in the basket. There's just a lot more help this time. Last year, uh, you got Michael Bridges, but last year it was the 2017 team. Uh, Samuels got hurt. Davincenzo got a lot of time between the three, the two, the one. Now it's a little different. Uh, Samuels is ready. Okay? He's ready. Now, going back to Gillespie and Quinley, this is the big thing. These guys are going to be able to draw fouls. They're going to be able to – Quinley's the better dribbler, faster dribbler, okay? He'll dice it up. Why Gillespie can just run around and get that ball on screens, alley-oops, yes, he was second in slam dunk contest Pascal. Let's use Gillespie's. Listen, there's not enough press on Gillespie. His athleticism is bananas. Let's let him do this. This what he wants. You see how he's playing? He's always been a scorer. He's always done this. But he is more powerful now under that. Let him do his thing. Quinley's a better passer. 
Let him do his thing. Quinn Lee is not as big as Gillespie. He's not going to get over or get on some people like Gillespie could. He's definitely not going to post nobody up like Gillespie can. Let Gillespie can score 20 a game. He can score 20 to 21 a game. Not saying he'll do it this year because the team is spread, but that means every game he's in danger. He's a 20 point threat. So you let Gillespie, the Quinley, who just loves to get people involved. You see how he's scoring. He's feeling himself. He see how he shot that three, held on the ball, boom, faked it. Uh, he's starting to be confident in the offense. Let right off of that. And let the second unit be that killer unit where you could put Phil Booth at the three. And you could put Pascal. You got Dada. You might even have a kill, more killer unit. You know what? Don't, don't do that, that unit like that. Maybe you fall back, let Booth sit down, let Samuels come in with Quinterly and Gillespie. And that's a scoring unit there with Pascal and Dada. Your killer unit be Pascal at the five with Bay or Swatter. <sighs> you can go either way. Put Booth, Quinterly, Gillespie. This is a killer unit. Let Quinterly have a lot of people to pass to that can score over him. Because then he's going to be even more dangerous because that's what made them dangerous against UConn. Quinterly wants to look to get somebody involved. He made defensive plays. And then on the other end of the floor, he'll steal the ball, make a pass or something to fill Booth for the assist. Stuff like that. He'll dribble all around the court, make people chase him. That'll run a defense down. Then what? Gillespie open. What's going to happen? They, then you got to deal with Gillespie too? How's that going to happen? Then you go back to your start lineup with Gillespie and Booth. And, you know, I, I really think Samuel should start. I know everybody been talking about Bay. Once again, I get I get clowned on that one. What about Bay? Look at what Samuels is doing. Look at the who had the bigger games. The Samuels or Bay this year? Samuels, is, and Samuels had seven points, like eight minutes last night. Listen, he's ready. You let the dog loose. Let that dog loose. You know what I'm saying? Jermaine Samuels can ball out. It's not going to be nothing to say against Jermaine Samuels because he's balled out. He's too many games. He's been big too many games. All right. So if it's a question about who's been bigger this year, I think it's no question that there's no question that um he's been the best. He's been the best. Now, I'm going to get a little bit on some recruiting 2020. Elijah Hudson's Everett has been playing like a five-star. He's a center. Uh, Penn State has an offer. A guy's after him. I think he's one of the guys after Jeremy Roach. Lynn Greer, third, four-star, plays with Roman Catholic, the powerhouse Roman Catholic in Philly. Um, he told me on a phone conversation that uh, Villanova is one of the schools recruiting him. They've talked to him. And, you know, I'm talking to some. Some people don't like, you know, I've had one analyst, close, close friend. He's like, you know, I don't like, he's not explosive. I'm like, huh? Okay, well, he's a Villanova guard because he can shoot. <laughs> you put him on the J Wright team, and he's gonna be deadly because he can shoot anywhere on the floor. I'm talking about shoot, not drive, dunk, shoot. Lynn Greer can be something special off this 2020 class. He's in Philly, and I think just 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 watch out for an offer. I don't think I don't know because they didn't give Seth one. So you know, and Penn State has an offer to Lynn Greer. So and Seth is committed. So watch out for that one. Okay, so. We go now to um, the 2019 clay. I don't think nothing's moving. I haven't heard nothing shaking in that direction. Hurts, um, if you if I hear anything, you will. I mean, Hurts' uh, recruitment is kind of quiet. I'm not gonna feel like digging into. No, I could go in. It's just not. 
on Villanova's floor right now, you know, for me to say, okay, what, what's going on now? Right now, I think it's Kentucky. I'm just, I'm just gonna keep keep it real. I think Kentucky got him. Kentucky got him. All right, they're going. They're trying to make their class big, and it, it's. I think it's working. <laughs> so, okay. Um, Villanova has DePaul next. That should be at the great win against UConn. A very impressive win. And that's another thing. Quinley showed it on a, 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 a another floor. I would love to see them get Quinley and Gillespie in this game together. If it's not, you know, get Booth. Booth is a big, big dog. Let let him chill for a minute. Let Gillespie and because I think next year that is my my starting five next year is Quinley, Gillespie. Gillespie could be. I'm telling you, Gillespie can be better than what people think he can be. Let him let him flex. Let him flex. Let him score. He can already pass and all that, but he he don't pass like he's not a point guard. Point guard. He is a combo guard. Gillespie did the dip. He did the do double dip on Quade Green. The double dip. He put him to sleep. I'm, listen, I, I say that Quade had an unbelievable game. Okay, they, they, it was a duel. But I was just seeing a new talent like that. I've seen him, but to see him, when you see him play on that stage like that, you're just happy for a kid to get that break, and he does it. And ever since then, he just didn't stop. Ask Dada about the matchups, man. I, I'm telling you, man, it was, it was crazy. But um, let him flex, man. And I think they would be so hard to stop because of how, how Quinterly plays basketball. And I think they would be the best backcourt in the Big East next year. I just think you let those two do what they're supposed to do on the backcourt. Antoine, let him play the three. Like Gary Trent played the three at Duke. Antoine's long enough to play to guard the three. He's and by the way, I released my top ten on Twitter. You see my top ten twenty nineteen. This my top ten twenty nineteen. Uh Brian Antoine is something different. This <laughs> y'all watched him? You can't stop him. You talk about Jeremiah Robinson, Earl. Yes, all four of the twenty. Let me tell. You, I think they're the number one. I think they're all five stars. It's different from the twenty seventeen class. I didn't think everybody's a five star. I thought uh, Jeremy, Jermaine Samuels was one, no doubt about it. I thought he was one, but I didn't. You know, everybody else got rated good. Uh, Colin, I think Colin should have got four stars. I think that was a snatch, but you know they did that. I great. They 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 judged him good. Twenty eighteen. Everybody, uh, five stars was Cole Swatter and Javon Quinterly. I think Brandon Slater's right there, but he's not a five star. And Sadiq Bay's uh, at a good rating. But Cole Swatter and Javon Quinterly were five stars. But this class, everybody's a five star. <laughs> Look at how good Justin Moore plays. He Against all their league competition, he goes to work. You can't stop him. He does what he wants. Jeremiah Robinson Earl's having a better year than he had last season. He's looking like one of the top five talents in the league. I mean, in the uh, in the nation for the 2019 class. And Brandon Antoine, Brian Antoine was already top 10. Now he's moved up to top three. Kim and Cole Anthony are the best players to me. Best players. All right. Um, if we are talking about um, Eric Dixon, he can't be stopped on the floor either. Breaking record, breaking records at Abington, scoring thirty. I mean, these guys. This is a very good. And then you bring this. If if this is any, if the last two classes for Villanova, any indication of how good 
the 2019 going to be? Because they look at the last two classes. They won a championship with a five-star point guard, started his first year. They won a championship with a five-star big man, started his first year and went to the NBA. Matter of fact, both five-stars went to the NBA the same year. Okay. Then you look at both last two classes have both contributed big time for each of the championship teams or, or, or teams currently. Like this class right now is big. They could easily fold, but somebody shows up. Some if they have a bad game, somebody comes back. These guys are the team that's making a difference and helping Pascal and Booth. And then you got Cremo who's catching on late, just like all the other guys from this class. So it's, if these guys are not playing good, there's no winning period. They're, they're playing, they're doing very good. So now you're talking about this 2019 class, which is 10 times better than any of these, like, wow. Just think when the championship pedigree from Colin Gillespie, Dada, and um, Jermaine Samuels comes through. Then you got who Quinterly, Swider, Slater, and Bay have played with, right? Then you got these guys coming in to, 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 to learn from these guys to help them. That's going to be a killer team. So it's big Um, if you look at that team. Now, what I want to say is uh, we're going to take a break. Um, I'm going to come back and we are going to talk some Eagle talk. All right. Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to talk some talk there. I think basically that is um, something to look at. The Eagles are wow. So we're going to come back, talk more about the Eagles and get more into what we like about the future coming up. Are they going to be Super Bowl making a run? We'll see. Come back real soon here on Follow the Leader. Don't do it. What's going on? We back here at Follow the Leader Radio here. We kind of, um, at Jay-Z, the sounds, this can't be like the classic Dynasty album. Listen, we want to talk more about the Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles. <laughs> this, this might be a franchise at this time that's more potent than it's ever been. More potent than it's ever been. Before we get to that, let me go to Sixers. Sixers, boom. Ben Simmons. Let's get back there because I'm about to focus on some ego talk. If we want to talk about the Sixers, let's talk about the Sixers. The Sixers are having a ball right now. 
They're going to get the chemistry together. It's not at their best, but it's just good to see the big three working together. Shake Milton, five points, four minutes, two games. He's been, I mean, killing, just losing his mind in the G League. Every time you get um, any type of, you know, anytime you get any type of uh, leeway to make some type of impact, he does. Ben Simmons averaging 16 points, nine rebounds. 7.9 assists. This is unbelievable. Uh, 58% from the field. You want to see better on the free throw percentage, 56%. I'd rather see that. I'm still disappointed in that. Um, 1.7 steals, almost a block a game. <laughs> it's the best two-way point guard. And the way I go with that is that you can't say nothing else. What, what else are you going to say? What else are you going to say? What else are you going to say about a 6'10 guy? Nobody... Look what he did to Kyrie. There's a game coming up soon, and we're going to see something, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to see something. Boston and Philly, and we're going to see this matchup again between Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. He has trouble with Ben Simmons. Who wouldn't with a 6'10", 7-inch wingspan, 7-foot wingspan guy? It's crazy. All right, now, you want let's just, just update more on the big three. I just want to get this out the way, y'all. Um, we're going to talk m- more about the Eagles. Ending this here, I just wanted to incorporate just a couple of more Philly things. Jimmy Butler, the man Jimmy Butler. What are you doing? What is he doing? The big three is in full effect. 19 and a half points, five rebounds, 3.6 assists, 47% from the field, 38% from three, 83% from the free throw line. One of the best two-way guys in the league. 1.9 steals. I mean, what? There's nothing you can really say to a guy like, you know, Jimmy Butler. He's added too much to this team. Joel Embiid, he was talking about he didn't like shooting certain things he don't like doing, and they're going to abide by it. It is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, you want to get Joel Embiid shooting those threes, though. I think if he can do it, he should do it. But he said he don't like shooting threes. He want to just dominate around the post, and that's what he can do. He can eat it up. 26 points, 13 rebounds, 48% from the field, 79% from the free throw line, 2.5 blocks, 2.1. I mean, he's just going to get better and better. That big three is big, and it does a lot for Philly. Now, let's talk about the Flyers, Carter Hart, two of the last three games, him and Newverf in there. You put Carter Hart in in there, he's going to impact. That's the era of Flyers hockey. They got guys like Nolan Patrick, Travis Konechki, um, Ivan Provo. They got um, Robert Hag. You got JVR back. This team can really make a run. We see just whatever coach is doing their thing. This this when you pick up a team like this, you're not picking up a team that's messed up. There's no way in the world. You're not picking up a team that can't play hockey. You're not picking up a team that's just down in the dirt. It just ain't been coached right. And that's just what it is. You can say what you want, any way you want to feel. This ain't been coached right. I think the other guys, I mean, forget just the, the goalie situation. The other players, these are top players, young players, future star players on this team. And I feel like that, you know, they can definitely be a good team. The Flyers are a team that the season's not over. It's just starting, really, to be honest. It's just they're not far off, 15 and 16. 
All they got to do is, is put things together and it can happen. You know, the last game, they beat the Rangers 3-2. to 2-1, 3-2. Two. Uh, two to to they lost 4-3. to three. It's just been a very, very good team to look at and watch. Carter Hart and New Verf could be that duo. Let them do their thing. Um, I want to comment on a couple of statistics, you know, with the Flyers, a couple of guys. Uh, the goal, the points leaders, uh, Claude Giroux with 42 uh, goals. I mean, points leader. The goal leader is uh, my boy Sean C. Listen, he's been a guy that's really did a lot. He's one of my favorite guys because also beat you up. He got 14 goals. Um, Wayne Simmons, 47 penalty minutes, of course. 2.36 Carter Hart. Let this man play, man. Come on. Stop playing. Stop playing. Uh, don't know what happened with Alex Lyon. Just don't know. I still think he's a very talented guy. Let him develop some. Uh, Stolars. Stoley is a guy, um, he's just not ready yet. But the guy who was in Brian Elliott isn't far from being. New Verf isn't far from being. They don't have a bad stable. But Carter Hart is the man. New Verf, Brian Elliott, he put Carter Hart. I think it's a good rotation of guys. Let Alex Lyon and Stolars just learn a little more. Just keep them down there. Let them learn, man. Let them boys go hard. I think they're not ready yet. Carter Hart is clearly the one ready. Um, Veracek, Konetsky, uh, Ghost, Robert Hayes, Scott Lawton, Travis Sanheim. I mean, come on, man. Ask Oscar Lindblom. He's going to develop. Uh, Patrick's been struggling a little bit, but he's going to be a monster. Dale Wise, uh, uh, Radko Gukas. I mean, Jordan Will, Michael Raffle. You got a little guy like this. Just eat. Just let him eat. Just let him groom and get this. Be patient this year, Flyer. Do you know how many uh, young guys that have been rushed out here? How many young prospects were rushed out? Or just like rushed out and then playing with each other right now? Everything has to groom. You got the right. I think JVR, Claude Giroux, Wayne Simmons, Veracek, you keep those guys. There's no way you should think about even letting those guys go. That's a good veteran nucleus. So um, next is we're going to go with to my Eagles. This ain't the Penn State pod. No people. No, it's not Penn State. Uh, Shout out to LaSalle, Ashley Howard, won two games in a row. Shout out to my guy, Jack Clark, who I interviewed last year. Jack Clark. Jack Clark is is a beast for LaSalle. He'll he'll be there for a minute. And Dave Beattie, I think them two will learn to be a dynamic duo, which I hope so. I hope it really happens because both guys can ball. Um also, my fault, LaSalle's recruiting class was good with Brandon Stone, Christian Ray, and um Allende Hakeem. Um very, very, very good guard. I mean, I just started to really – I've seen him a couple of times, and he looks underrated. Like, as he said all the time, looks underrated. But um, a lot of guy, a lot of people were after him, and it was a great job. I mean, that's how I can really recruit. He can really recruit. I mean, he can really recruit, excuse me. But um, I think the big thing about him is that – 
Hakeem can just really, I think he wants guards like that. Because Ashley Howard's from guard you. All these guys, Tracy Carter, so many guys. Titty Mosey, I mean, he, he recruited Dave Beatty's back. He wants guards. And, you know, if you look at this league, you need those type of explosive guys. Now let's go to the Eagles. Yes, let's go to the Eagles. We got to launch off with the Eagles. The Eagles did their thing, man. Oh, yes, they did. It has to be more love in this faction and in, in the whole um, game for the Eagles and what they've done. I mean, I got a lot of backlash. I don't think, then you know me, I went down, so maybe I need, you know, because I just went see was like, hey, I want them to lose. But I knew this was going to happen. This is why I wanted them to lose because now they give me hope. Looking at their schedule, when I knew they had the Rams and the Texans, I said, if they can somehow get the Rams and the Texans, I mean, this is, wow. They're looking like a team that could win. The thing is, you know, they need some help. They need Minnesota to lose. Um, they just need some guys. I mean, they can win and be 9-7 and seven after beating the Redskins, but can they be a team that becomes a team that makes it, right? And then they can go to the Super Bowl. Look at the pedigree they got. Look at the teams that are getting it right now. I mean, teams want these wins. And they're beating them right at the top of their game, you know. Nick Foles had 471 yards and four touchdowns. Is he leaving Philly? Of course he's going to be gone, man. Of course he's going to be gone. But you know what would be weird? If if, if Carson Wentz didn't play no playoff games and Nick Foles led the team to the Super Bowl. Seriously. <laughs> that would be crazy because Philadelphia would probably be in a whole uproar. Yeah, 20, 120 rating, 82.9 QBR. Darren Sproles had nine rushes for 32 yards. Now, they tried to run people, but, you know, they was really stopping that run. With 22 rushes, you're going to get 57 yards. It's, it's only one thing. You can't stop. It's only two things. You can't stop the defense, and y'all can, y'all ain't blocking good. It's two things, not one. Nelson Aguilar had five catches for 116 yards. I mean, eight three-yard bomb. This is why Nelson Aguilar is good. Five catches and seven targets. Twelve catches and 16 targets for 110 yards, two touchdowns. Zach Ertz broke the record for tight ends. Alshon Jeffrey, three catches for 82 yards. Sproles, three catches for 76 yards. Goldberg, three catches for 30 yards. Smallwood had four for 24 out of the back. I mean, Jesus. This is a good game. Rasul Douglas had nine tackles to lead the team. One tackle for loss. He's been on fire. Six tackles for Nigel Bradham. Michael Jenkins had five tackles. Jordan Hicks had five tackles. Vontae Max had four tackles. A sack. Tackle for loss. Same thing Deshaun Hall had. He just came out of nowhere. Two sacks for Chris Long. A sack for Trevon Hester. There's something you be proud of this team. This team was fighting. All game. I mean, now you go in here, you beat the Redskins. Go in here and take them out. And then you got to wait to see how the playoffs shape up. You just got to wait to see. They're 8-6. and six. 
Nine, six, and one is what they could become. You're looking at what they go against the Bears. So this is it. If the Bears can take out the Vikings, and that's all us. Bears go in there and take the Vikings out. That's all Philly. We we got a roof for the Bears right now. Because <laughs> if the Bears take that out and Philly wins, Philly's in the playoffs. And that's when things get interesting. Because who are we going to play? Is it going to be Dallas? Dallas not going to have a first round bye. Like, this is going to be interesting to see. Interesting to see. Um, Philadelphia Eagles are looking like they're hitting their stride real quick. They were talking about the Vikings. No. And if you look at the Bears, beat them 25 to 20 the first game. Bears are here to stay. They are a team to be scared of. And they are the division champs. Minnesota might be looking at something real bad. Like, if Philadelphia makes it, I don't see one team at the Philadelphia beating Houston and Los Angeles. All Philadelphia got to do is play their game. Play like they've been playing. Because ever since Sydney came back and Avante Maddox came back, this team been a little different. Everybody see that? This team been a little different. Avante Maddox and Sidney Jones came back. And Sidney Jones has been struggling. He ain't been what everybody thought, but he's going to be there. There's no doubt about it. Look how good Russell Douglas is playing. Look how good he's playing. Okay, so with Rasul Douglas playing that good and how he's developing, how Avante Maddox developed from early in the season and early in training camp. Just know that. So we're going to get out of here, man. We're going to get out of here. Just wanted y'all to see give y'all a couple of pointers, hit y'all with some podcast numbers. Um, I will be back at it again real soon. I will be talking about some Penn State stuff I got. Go to Stock Rises. I did an interview with Cameron Kostoyak, VU Sports, Marvin Pearson, the uh, number one guy, Jaquan Allen out of Villanova, went ahead and got his interview. Marvin Pearson had a visit. He's a tight end prospect, very athletic, 6'3", 238. Um, It's, sorry, I got so much. Um, Stock Rises. Oh, yeah, go to my blog, Brian DeVera, did his interview. Also, Sean Pelkerson on NFL Draft Room, NBA Draft Room. I did RJ Hampton, going to be a future NBA star. So check me out there. Um, I got some fan side of stuff coming. Got a lot more coming. Isis Waxter, he'll talk about um, his visit to Villanova. Go check that out. Um, Kristen Sacker committed, a base softball player, committed to Villanova. So y'all go check her out. And um, show love there, Villanova University, Penn State. Let's go, y'all. We out.